Happy morning, everybody, and welcome back to Open to Discussion. This is your host, Aisley, and I'm here with Gwen. And thank you for tuning back in with us. Yo, I love the happy morning. Yeah, I wasn't you. sure where you're going with it, but I liked it. Um, so we've got a very spooky uh, podcast for you guys today. Um, we're going to be doing a check-in. We have a short little announcement that we want to give to you guys. Ailey's going to be talking about the history of Halloween. I'm going to be talking, Gwen, I, me, I'm going to be talking about Halloween superstitions and modern day traditions. Um, we've got a beautiful quote of the day, and then we're going to say goodbye. Thank you for that breakdown. Break it down. <laughs> I'm dancing. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Yes. It's very, it's beautiful dancing. Actually, um, probably yeah. a, a fact that most people may not know about Gwen. Little fun where, fact. Where is this going? I'm, I'm nervous. You're just, you are really good with interpretive dance. Stop. No, it's true. I'm not kidding. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yep. I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot no that's, that's okay what it made me think of I like moving my body in weird ways and like I know interpretive dance is like a legit thing so actual interpretive dancers don't come at me I just no I you did an interpretive dance with your dog and it was like legit thank you yeah shout out to Sparky for being a great co-host yeah um yeah so I guess let's do our check-ins yeah, I'm a gobble. Are... Get it? Like, does it not sound like chickens to you, guys? It does. It does. Now I can't unhear it. How are you doing? I'm good. This week was very busy. Um, it's been weird. The last few days, I've been waking up feeling like very happy. And That's like weird. I'm oddly skeptical about it. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll enjoy it while I can. But like, why is this happening? Anyways, no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy that I'm happy. But like, it's more happy than normal. Which I won't complain. Um, I feel good. I did some organizing today. I did some school stuff today. I ate food today so I'm I'm happy I have just everything is very basic for me right now like did I get enough sleep yes do I have water next to me yes will I be getting cuddles later today yes I'm like your girl is happy I love that yes I literally texted AK today I'm like I am requesting your presence uh, later today because I would like a higher frequency of cuddles <laughs> <laughs> hey sometimes you just gotta ask like I need more um oh speak of the devil that was weird <laughs> I don't know if you heard that but it was like just as I was yeah. talking about him but it was a good reminder to to mute my um my laptop so I'm good it's just it's been it's been very go 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 and I think it's nice to have this time to like, just like chill 
even though it's still doing things, but it's like, it's, it's fun for me. And like, we can talk about things and it's not school related. It's not home related. It's like fun project. And I think I'm just happy to come back to this like once a week and look forward to this time. Yeah, I agree. It's, I still honestly feel kind of discombobulated though. I'm yeah. not really in i <laughs> I'm in a weird headspace right now, I feel. Also, we talked for like, I don't know, like an hour last night too. And that was nice. Yeah, we did. Man, that's, see, that's what I mean. Like it, that doesn't feel like yesterday to me. It feels like that was so long ago. No, I know. I know. It's just weird. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Well, how are you doing discombobulated Aisley? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I have some sad news. My partner and I woke up um, last week and we found our cat Dwight had died, had passed away during the night. So that was really hard. And I feel like I'm just, I've been having a hard time with it. Um, I've, I ha- I've had lots of animals in my life, but I, for whatever reason, this, probably has hit me the hardest like I've, I've had to put other animals down but there's it's always usually been for you know because uh like with my pony he had uh like Cushing's disease and laminitis and we had spent years like trying to rehabilitate him but you know eventually the vet kind of said you know we had exhausted all options so that was something that I knew was coming so I was kind of prepared for it and then another horse that we had to put down like he was 33 or almost 34 so like he had lived a good long life and we knew that that was coming so it it was just shocking I feel like it was a bit traumatic to find him so I just have been really off my game like my school has kind of I've let a lot of my school stuff slide a bit and I'm a little not behind but I'm just not like as on track as I usually am or I feel like I should be so it's just been a shitty week and beyond that I still don't have a Mac So I'm just a little bit like, I I don't know. I don't feel, I don't, I dislike using the PC. Like it's not set up the way I like it's the feel of it isn't what I like. So I don't enjoy using it, which is kind of annoying when your entire school is online, but I agree. I've just felt like it's go, go, go. I haven't really had a time to sit down and and just relax. And I, 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 I want to just back and cuddle with Adam too. Like I don't, I just want to do nothing and like be like, let's just cuddle and watch horror movies and Halloween movies and have a good October. <laughs> but October just seemed like my September was shitty and I was so excited to get to October and then October started out shitty. So it's just kind of annoying. 2020, it's just a sh- shitty year all around. I'll be talking about that in my, in my thing as well. Mm. Yeah. In, like in relation to, to Halloween. Ah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm excited. Don't be or do be. 
<laughs> or doobie. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it, I guess. Anyways. I suppose. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry that you've just, saying a hard week is, an, is it crazy. Like it's a gross understatement for like all, all the shit that's happened and it's real and it sucks. Yeah. And he was only a year, about a year and a half. So um, his name was Dwight and he was just the most amazing cat. Honestly, we loved him so much. So yeah, it's really hard. And we think it was likely, most likely a heart condition or like a heart attack or cardiovascular something. Um, Cause literally he was using the litter box, eating, drinking, playing. He was playing with our other cat, Walter. Just before we went to bed, they were running around and like he was cuddling with us, like nothing indicated that there was anything wrong. So it was just very, very shocking. Like I was not expecting it at all. So yeah, yeah it was not, not a good time, but when I don't know I, I, literally when it was happening I just kept asking myself like this has to be a dream this can't be real like this has to be a dream but it you know it's real so it, it I don't know I, I don't have good words for it I don't have I don't really I what can you say honestly shitty things happen and it just honestly I don't know, maybe other people can empathize with this and I hate having a victim mentality, but it just feels right now kind of that everything is just against me. <laughs> and every time I get a little ahead and you get started to get on track, something comes and kind of kicks you back down. And it's like, man, I just, give me a break. Like, I feel like I deserve a little bit of a break. <laughs> Speaking of break, uh, are you doing like anything for Halloween? Like to like, to give yourself a little bit of space and maybe like a different, like to decompress a little? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I gave myself the time to be sad about it and I'm still sad about it, of course. And mm -hmm. it, it is really nice. I find Adam and I were able to just, kind of take turns leaning on each other so that of course that helps having someone to go through it with um and like obviously you were very supportive so I mean just having the people to kind of you know cry to when you need to um was helpful but we definitely are at a place now we're like yeah we want to even though October started out bad doesn't mean that all of it has to be bad um so it's so hard to say because of things with COVID right now, what to do, but we got tickets to, we've gotten tickets to a thing called Fort Fright, which is in Kingston. Um, really? Because we were going to, we always try to go to Pumpkin Verno, which is at Upper Canada Village, which is in Ontario, Canada. Um, but all the tickets are sold out, like, but we there, I guess also because of COVID, it's much more limited. So to keep it more spaced out, but it was impossible to find a tickets for like two tickets for sale on 
one of the days. So I looked into Fort Fright, which is at, it's in Kingston. I think it's at Old Fort Henry. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. And because of COVID, like whoever you go with, so like me and Adam in our little two-person bubble, I guess like you get to do activities together like throughout it. So that'll be cool. I've never been and I, it'll be different, I guess, than it normally would be because of COVID, but I'm excited to see what it is. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully nothing with COVID gets worse. Cause obviously if, if things get out of control, we won't be able to go, but we have the tickets. So hopefully, (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard to, I don't know how to feel, you know, about I, the world's in limbo. So we'll see. It really, it, it really is. And a huge part of Halloween is how the two worlds were in limbo with the veil yes. going thinner. But before we get into more Halloween, we have an announcement to make. We want to thank everyone who has written us in to our new segment. Sorry, that. Uh, to our new segment, Solicited advice advice with Gwen Gwen and Aisley. Aisley. But we can only do them if you guys write in to us. So this week we do not have any. So this is like a call for advice. No, a call for people's problems. Yeah. So if you guys have any things you'd like another perspective, another opinion, some advice on, you can write to us at open to discussion podcast at gmail.com I just I don't at gmail.com you got it you're good (laughs) or you can find us on Instagram at open to discussion pod that's on Instagram you DM us comment us comment us comment at us yeah thank you to us for us tag us share us yeah like it anyways so if you guys like that, the, the segment where we respond to advice and, you know, we share our opinions when you ask for it, uh, we really enjoy doing that because we love giving feedback and like, you know, it's, it's, it's important to us that like, if you're going through something like, you know, an outside perspective can sometimes be incredibly helpful. So with that being said, if there's anything you need us for, you let us know. <laughs> That's vague. Uh, so yeah, no, I think that that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, now let's take you to Spooky Town. Like Funky Town. Yeah. <laughs> Won't you let me do Funky Town? Anyway, I don't know any of the lyrics to that, but I know the beat and the Funky Town part. Yeah. Um. So do you want to start us off with, tell us about Halloween? Yeah, so I'm going to be going over the history of Halloween, and there's actually a lot. And um, I'm sure some people know about it or aspects of it, because I think some some parts of it are, are well known. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't know this, on October 31st is Halloween. <laughs> And we'd love, also, we'd love to know what you guys are doing for Halloween. 
and how you're spending your Halloween because of COVID is like, is it affecting you? Like, anyway, yeah, send that in too. But um, so it's actually an ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, Samhain, which I'm not really sure how to pronounce that because in another spot where I got my information, it says that it's pronounced Salim. Like, have you seen the Samhain word? Like S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Look, I'm not a good reader to begin with. Like, I'm gonna just put that out there. <laughs> I have seen it, but I haven't seen like an alternative pronunciation for it. I've never seen like it, someone say like, oh, it's pronounced this way, oh. but this one does. And it says Samhain. And I always thought it was Samhain. So, I mean, if you know, let me know, but um, I guess I'll pronounce it Samhain because that's how they're telling me to. And I'm getting all my information from history.com, which is like the history channel. If you know of the history channel, if you had cable. Like from TV? Uh, yeah, yeah, from TV, okay. yeah. So I figured that was a pretty reliable place to get all my information from, so. Yeah, sorry. So no worries. <laughs> So it's, so it, the tradition of Halloween originated with the uh, ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Um, and originally what people would do is they would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. So there's that, that's kind of a cool thing, which I, I, I personally didn't know about um, why we wore costumes. So that's kind of cool. Um, and there's so okay sorry i'm getting my thoughts together so i guess i'll break it down into like a couple different sections so we'll go over the ancient origins which is kind of what i just told you then all saints day um halloween in america the history of trick-or-treating which i think gwen said she would touch on slightly um halloween parties and movies there's something called all souls day and soul cakes and then Halloween matchmaking and some lesser known rituals. So yeah, okay. So um, this was, I guess they say about 2000 years ago. So I, I, I think in terms of like history, that's really not that long ago. Um, and it was, took place in Ireland and Northern France. Um, and it's actually how they celebrated the new year. So um, a little bit of a different, I, when I think of the new year, I think of like New Year's Eve. I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I guess the new year 2000 years ago was technically like November 1st. Um, so it essentially marked the end of this, the summer and the beginning of winter and the darker time of the year. So on the night of October 31st, when they celebrated what they called Samhain, um, it what Gwen was talking about before was just like the veil of the, how would, they didn't really have a good way of def defining that. Do you have a good way of, um, describing that describing like, what that means 
so basically from my understanding it's like the veil is what holds the spiritual realm and the physical realm apart so when that veil gets like thin or lifted it's like they overlap because like they're in the same space but like we don't see it unless the veil is lifted or we train for it or like whatever but then we can see maybe ghosts and then they're like oh the humans see us I hope that helped yeah no I think that was a good way to describe it but yeah so essentially they like I said that before they were wearing costumes to like be like ghosts go away don't come near us because they believe that the ghosts would come back or like you know the veil would be thin enough that they could be with them on earth and what they what they would do essentially what they were the costumes were warding them away so that what they didn't do was they would damage crops so like the ghosts would damage crops that's what they were worried about which isn't what i'd be worried about specifically ghosts were coming back to earth but but i feel like at that time frame like your survival was based off of like could you eat so like i get that that was hmm. yeah that's yeah true like if you you have no food you you're probably not gonna survive that's true the crazy hard winter very very true i didn't think of it that way but that makes that makes sense um so yeah essentially the idea was to keep the ghosts away and everyone there would do it together because it was like a community thing and if everyone did it together they had better chances of scaring the ghosts exactly um and so on top of that they would also build big big bonfires where everyone got together um and they would also burn animals as sacrifices to the celtic uh deities so or deities um so I don't really know how to feel about that. That's not really my thing, but hey, different times, 2000 years ago, we'll keep that in mind. Um, so with the costumes, the costumes were not like ours today. They were typically like animal heads and skins, um, at least originally, like ancient times. So yeah, that's kind of the ancient part of it. Um, Now we'll get into All Saints Day, which was, so on May 13th, 609 AD. How do you, how do people record this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, And I don't like, I guess AD means after death, I think, right? Like, like, because BC is before what what do they call it? it's not before Christ it's before creation or something like that I don't know not creation yeah I don't know before calendar <laughs> but I'm serious I think they they changed it to make it non like tied to religion yeah is that called secular no non-secular I don't I don't know I don't know <laughs> but yeah so 609 AD hopefully you know what that means because we don't we can't explain it <laughs> Basically, do the googly. Okay. Um, so Pope Boniface, I don't know if I'm pronouncing these people's names right. So you know, hopefully I am. Pope Boniface the fifth. Uh, dedic- oh, I'm, did you find my it? hands up? Okay. So AD stands. Hello. Yes. Oh, you're talking to me. Okay, sorry. 
I was saying yes to your hand being up. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that scared me. AD stands for the Latin phrase. Anno Domini. The year of our Lord. So I'm assuming that's like, that's like after, after Christ. As what we understand it for. Okay. Weird. Okay. Okay. Um, that didn't really help clear it up for me, but but like that's when the calendar year that's when like everything started it like around so 690 609 years after the calendar started basically because it, it all the calendar year that we use because like there's other calendar years and there's other like ways of doing it isn't revolved around jesus dying right of course because Anyways, anyways, doesn't matter. Not what we're here for today, friends. Not what we're here for. Right. All right. So Pope Boniface V dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs. And the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Um, I'm, I'm almost taking this word for word because I don't like, I'm not really clear about all of this. So hopefully it'll make sense and people will understand. Um, but anyways, let me just keep going. We'll, we'll go through it together. Pope Gregory III later um, said that the festival was to include all saints as well as the martyrs and moved from May 13th to November 1st. So I think what it's getting at, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to step on anyone's toes, um, is this is kind of when Christianity moved in and was stealing Halloween to an extent and like changing it like they moved their thing that was originally on May 13th to November 1st which was the um, like Celtic tradition of Halloween of Samhain um, where they did all their ghost keeping away stuff and they were like they put their celebration of stuff right on the exact same day and was like this is the new day that we're doing it That's um fun. there's more unity like that i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know like if, if you're doing your own thing you can just be like and we're gonna change it everybody yeah Susan, yeah. don't show up to the park like that on the wrong day, because that's silly now. So um, it's said that like during the ninth, the ninth century, Christianity like spread into like Celtic lands. And so when they moved it to November 1st, by that time, that um, kind of spread to the Celtic lands where they were celebrating Samhain. Um, so now in 1000 AD, so I guess a thousand, a thousand years, years ago or a thousand twenty years ago, Ooh. um, the church made November 2nd, at, like they designated it as all souls day and that was to honor the dead. Um, so it's, this is where so people will disagree, but essentially it's believed arguably believed that um the church was like trying to replace the celtic festival um and make it a church sanctioned holiday uh so 
which I mean, let's be honest, that's not the only thing they've done that with, or maybe have done that with, allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's kind of All Saints Day. I, from what I'm understanding is that it's where Christianity kind of moved in to take over the original celebration of Samhain or Samhain. Um, but that's all debatable. So Halloween in America. Um, so it was pretty limited in this, in like this area because of the rigid Protestant belief systems, which is, I guess, another sect of Christianity, Catholicism. I'm not super clear on all the religion. Um, so, but Halloween was common in Maryland and the Southern colonies, which I guess would be Maryland? the Southern. Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. I don't know how they- Like an air, somewhere in America. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry. And as like, as the beliefs and customs kind of slowly moved in and kind of meshed together, there was, became what we are, what we have known more today as like a distinct version of Halloween, which included like what, what they were calling play parties and more public events to celebrate the harvest and it was at that time it was more about like sharing stories of the dead and like a big celebration dancing singing fortune telling all that kind of fun so like, stuff it sounds like it's more commemorative than it is like spooky yeah okay. yeah and it kind of left the they weren't worried about ghosts like the veil part kind of yeah. I think was forgotten about or had gotten lost in translation this I understand this is not at all politically correct but I'm not saying this is not a commentary on this at all I'm just wondering in the future in like a thousand years which <laughs> let's let's be real we're probably not going to be around by then uh like humanity in general in a thousand years, if we are around still, what what is Remembrance Day going to turn into? Because like it sounds like that was like when they commemorated and like like really celebrated these lives, and like Remembrance Day has has a very specific connotation to it right now. And so, what if like slowly over the next few hundred years, and then like everyone's eating candy? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's what I want to happen. I'm not saying that's what I don't want to happen. I'm just saying interesting take on how we hold things today and how it changes very fast. And who knows what, I feel like even just with COVID could change Halloween permanently. It, it, like who knows? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I think people will ultimately be more cautious about just going up and taking things from people not because of like stranger danger people but because of it's like well unfortunately yeah. with a lot of the things we have today it has created super bugs and stuff like that so it will change how we have to do like interact with our surrounding world and the people in it unfortunately 100 the reality um but anyway back to 
colonial Halloween. <laughs> um, so they still had like mischief making type a vibe to it. So instead of the ghosts like coming to destroy crops and cause problems, it's more of like fun, like kid mischief type kind of thing. Um, they like annual fall or autumn, depending on where you are, um, festival things were kind of synonymous with Halloween, but it still wasn't celebrated everywhere in America. Um, so then in the 19th century, the potato famine happened and when Irish immigrants came, it because that's where Halloween was originally from, it kind of, that's what kind of pushed it as a mainstream thing. Um, and that led to what we have today. So now uh, the history of trick-or-treating. Um, again, Amer like once Americans began to dress up in costumes, they started to go to like houses in their neighborhood and ask for food or money. And that was a practice that is now we call trick or treat tradition. Um, and young women at that time also believed that they could, uh, that on Halloween, they could have a divine name or appearance of their future husband by doing it. Like they could get, achieve that by doing tricks. Um, and the tricks were usually done with yarn, apple parings, or mirrors. Hmm. I don't, I, they don't tell me what exactly those tricks entail, but that's an, like odd. I don't know. It's just odd. <laughs> um, I'm going to try that out. Doing? Just, I, I don't know. I'll throw a bunch of yarn up in there, then I'll get AK to run in the room and I'll be like, it worked. <laughs> I'll film it. I want to see. <laughs> um, so then in the late 1800s, the holiday became more about community, like neighborhoods and friends and now all that kind of thing would get together. And again, share stories of ghosts. They would play, they started playing pranks on each other and practicing witchcraft. So witchcraft became like a fun Halloween thing, which I think it still kind of is slightly like a lot of people, you know, like to mm -hmm. that kind of thing now too. Um, and, and that's also when Halloween and closer to the end of the 1800s, that's when Halloween parties became more common and the parties were focused on games and foods that had specifically to do with Halloween and fall. So there a funny thing about it too is obviously they didn't have the internet so newspapers and community leaders it would spread the word and they said take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations because they again religious the religious communities were saying and people who were superstitious which is what you will get into we're starting to be like mm, this is getting too much like dial it back it's getting too scary it's getting too pranky 
get rid of the witchcraft, get rid of this. They didn't like it. Um, and in the early 1900s, which continued on, which was part of the reason why I think those communities were upset, what was Halloween parties at that time became like vandalism became pretty common. Um, so there could be a Halloween party and maybe there would be like a few bad apples in the bunch and they would go around and like destroy the other communities and like purposely try to uh, like vandalize schools and community buildings and like make them scary and stuff like that. So that people were trying to put a stop to that and they didn't want more big parties and, and that kind of thing. Um, so later, instead of it being like big community events, it became more just do it with your, a smaller group of friends and family. The community stopped putting on the events for like the towns. So it mm. became up to individual groups of people to be like, we were choosing to celebrate this, which is now what we do today. Um, and Halloween, fun fact, is estimated um, Americans, specifically Americans, um, spend an estimated of $6 billion a year on Halloween. I wonder what Christmas is then. It's the first largest commercial holiday. Damn. So, I mean, they're making lots of money off of us for Halloween. But Would that's every sense? year. Like, that's on costumes, candy, decoration. Yeah, that's a lot of money on, like, decorations. If you want to hear a little bit more about how to be more eco-friendly, watch our, listen to our last podcast. Um, and maybe you can reduce that $6 billion by reusing, reducing, recycling. Good plug, good plug. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so we're gonna go into All Souls Day and soul cakes really quickly. So um, trick-or-treating comes into All Souls Day. All Souls Day, there was parades in England um, and actually like poor people in the town would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes. Um, and in return, the people receiving them would promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. So a little bit obscure, but um, an interesting practice nonetheless. So um, another interesting thing that I found was Halloween matchmaking. So uh, I briefly mentioned this before, but um, one of the Halloween traditions, the earliest Halloween traditions was um, that young women would be able to identify their future husbands and this would reassure them that they would get married because that was important to women's survival like early on in a way you know like that was kind yeah. of what they were to do um so on halloween every year young women would hope that they would be lucky enough to find their husband or find out who they were um and there was actually a matchmaking cook in Ireland, well, cooks who were matchmaking cooks, and they would, they might, it depended if you were lucky, 
bury a ring in mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to whichever diner found it. It's like, are you trying to choke on it? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be careful. I feel like because they knew, they'd be like digging through the potatoes first. To see and if it's mashed ones. potatoes, you'd know pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Listen, also, Tinder, Tinder, get on this. Yeah. But in I want Scotland, a ring. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that the young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into a fireplace. And if the, the nuts that burn to ashes rather than popping or exploding would be the future husband. So you'd have to make sure you knew which name was on which hazelnut. All of them pops and you're like, I'm set for life, baby. Yeah, true. Um, wait, no, whichever one burned to ashes and doesn't pop. Uh, okay, whoops. Oh, but sometimes it would be the opposite depending on where you were. It, it says that so look just check in <laughs> look from those hazelnuts someone wants a sugar daddy or two okay exactly and finally another one young women would toss apple peels over their shoulders hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and there you have it that's a brief very brief history of Halloween. And there, that's a, there was a lot in there. Yeah, it was. Sorry. I... No, no, no. That's good. Because I think it, it gave a huge spectrum to help clarify where I'm going. But some of these things actually kind of contradict um, a little bit about what you said. So I'm like, I don't know. But we'll see. Oh, interesting. So, hmm, okay. But also it's like, I guess it's like who you are, what you want to believe and like where in the world and what time period you want to stick these superstitions and traditions. Um, so there's a lot of overlap between the superstitions and traditions. So let's just start with the black cats, the classic meow. Okay. So this, this I thought was interesting because it's really a lot of this is like very, I hate women. Oh. Or I'm a scared, I'm a scared woman. I'm a scared, I'm scared of women, which okay. I mean, basically like she's a witch is I don't like powerful women. Essentially is what we got here. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Okay. So let's talk about black cats. So in the dark ages, which is around 500 CE, which means common era, which is the same as AD, but just without the religious context. I Googled that oh. when I was looking at AD. So if you say common era, CE is what we know now. And you could go BCE before common era. Okay, anyways, the more you know. Um, so around that time, around 500, <laughs> yep, here's where we're going. Um, so older ladies who lived alone, uh, people thought that the cats were their like demonic, demonic, demonic pets. So they were like, oh my God, if a black old lady who lives alone, which is so taboo, has a black cat, she's, she's a witch. But oh, also, so it's also racist? Why? 
You said a black old lady. Sorry, no, black cat, regardless of the lady's uh, skin color, but I'm assuming white because Europe and 500. Um, Sorry, not black old lady. Old lady by herself who lives alone, black cat. Got it, got it. Um, But also, in addition to this, so people believe that Satan once turned into a black cat to socialize with witches and to like seduce them into like witchcraft. But around the same time in the United Kingdom, like in certain areas, if you crossed a black cat, like if a black cat crossed your path, it was like good luck. So at the same time, in like general Europe, there were very different viewpoints on cats. Either really good or like Satan and a cat trying to seduce witches. Take what you want. <laughs> um, okay, now let's talk about bats. I think this is very fitting for this whole COVID corona situation. But anyways, it's same thing with the witch's demonic pet. But here's where it got interesting. So if around Halloween time, you had a bat come into your house, it was like, you're haunted, you're screwed, a ghost, let it in. And like, there's witches nearby who are trying to like, get you. And there's a ghost taunting you. So from the very beginning, bats were not cool. But also like if you if you from Spanish explorers, they found out that bats drank other mammals blood and they're like, oh, that's scary. Don't like that. And then this whole like vampire Dracula thing. So bats had a really bad rep for like all of humanity's existence, I think. And another spiders, they've also had a very bad rep and still do kind of. Yeah, and still do for sure. Okay, so this is very, 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 very specific. I can't read my own writing. That's a problem. Oh, no. Okay, but if a spider falls onto a lit candle and dies, it means there's a witch nearby. That's so, did that happen? And then something crazy happened and they like wrote this down and they're like, okay, this. Like, how did they figure this shit out? I don't know. I don't know. But also, so that was one thing. Spider falls on a candle and dies. There's a witch nearby. Be careful. But if you're just chilling and you see a witch somewhere, it means a dead loved one is watching you. If you're just chilling and you see a spider somewhere? Yeah. It means like someone who you love who has passed away is like watching you. So that's a good thing. Just don't let it go near candles okay got it unless you Uh, want to chill with the witches look get a cat get a few bats don't get bats actually anyways um okay so i talked about the moon at the very beginning just a little bit so there's this idea that around a full moon it has different energies and we also talked about this a little bit on our astrology for dummies so that one's fun listen to that one but when it comes to having a full moon on halloween it's very very rare and so 
I don't know. I don't know why I only wrote three down. I guess I didn't look past 1955. But around the time when like full moons on Halloween happened, like in the last like hundred years, we had one in 1955, 2001, and 2020. So this year's oh, supposed- off. No, no, I'm not even kidding. It's supposed to be a full moon on Halloween. God damn. And so this means magic is most most powerful, both like dark magic, witchcraft magic, and like positive light magic is most powerful. So so we need to channel some of the positive light. Yes. Maybe some witchcraft too. Like I, I'm feeling kind of witchy. Witchy. Gotta fuck some shit up. So put your crystals out in the sunlight, in the moonlight overnight on Halloween. It'll be supercharged. Damn. That's just pro tip for crystal people. I don't have any crystals, but I want some. Put your plants near the moonlight. I think it Hmm. should do the same thing. I'm literally just making that up because that's what I sometimes do. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, Okay. So now it's kind of segued into modern day traditions. Um, I guess this one I found very interesting. So pumpkin carving, we all know it. Most of us love it. I have yet to meet someone who doesn't. Um, but it's also like called a jack-o'-lantern, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you when you carve it, throw a candle in there, whatever. So this is an Irish folklore. When you carve a face on it, I think specifically. Yes, yes specifically a face. Thank you. Um, so this is an Irish folklore. Jack, I don't have his last name. O'Lantern? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so... Jack tricked the devil somehow. Tricked the devil, was not happy. Um, And so basically, he was not allowed to go into heaven when he died because he messed around with the devil, couldn't get into heaven. So then he went to hell and the devil like threw him in a bunch of coal and now is like burning in hell. And so... When you place a jack-o'-lantern outside, it's supposed to help Jack find his soul and go to heaven. Jesus Christ. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, But so they also took that context out of the Jack situation. But like if you have someone who's passed away and like around Halloween was when they obviously were like more into like spirits and dead people and like thinking about that. But if you put a jack-o'-lantern outside, carved it, put a candle in it, it would help your loved ones find their spirit and find their resting place, which in this context was heaven. Um, and like hoping that they wouldn't go to hell. Dang. Like, yeah. I like, I love carving pumpkins. That's always like one of my favorite childhood memories of Halloween is getting to carve pumpkins and me and Adam still carve pumpkins every year together and I never even thought of like why am why? I doing this literally I would have never guessed that that's why okay sorry if this offends anybody no not sorry if this is offending anybody here's my take what I think is funny about this no not sorry it's just funny for me from my perspective so I'm like listen I'm assuming, I don't really know how this works in in the religious context of like heaven and hell, but I'm assuming God's the one who doesn't let you into heaven and is like, nope, you're going to hell. You tricked the devil. But like, 
imagine how powerful it would be if your pumpkin was the one that like <laughs> tricked God or he was like, oh, I see that pumpkin. Aisley carved that pumpkin. Like, Jack, come back here. You're going into heaven. Aisley did it. Like, what? That's, yeah, true. But like, if, if you believe in that, then obviously you would believe that God made that decision for a reason. So you wouldn't go against it. So I'm like, either everyone was low-key rebellious or I'm just really confused on this whole context. Well... My hot take is a lot of things don't line up in religion. So, you know, <laughs> maybe that's just the way it is. Um, also, so uh, pumpkins are pretty in Amer- American or like, uh, yeah, generalized American. Western yeah. tradition. But um, before it came over from the, to this side of the pond in Canada and America, they used a hollowed out turnip. <laughs> they had like turnips readily available and you know harvest time that's what was there so that's what they used that's so, fun if you ever want to go back to the traditional things get yourself a large juicy turnip and carve it and you can use the insides to make mashed turnips mm-hmm. so yeah I just I thought the pumpkin carving one was so interesting to me but um, yeah, we'll move on so trick or treat, trick or treat specifically in costumes. Aisley, you talked about this. Here are two different ones that are from, well, I guess not really different. One's different, one's kind of the same, and I'm going to echo it. So we talked about the veil being thinner, and we also talked about um, we, we d- were disguised. Ghosts could be, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about in a different context that like about beggars asking for money. And so people thought that ghosts could disguise themselves as like a beggar asking for money. And if you said no to the beggar, which was actually a ghost in the beggar's form, uh, bad things would happen and you would be haunted. So that was interesting. Um, And then I said, and slash or because they're not they don't have to not be the same but it just comes from two different things that um but it also made when you dressed up here from what I read it wasn't to scare them but it was to make them think you were one of them so they wouldn't mess with you but same thing different story you know what I mean like it's got that same vibe yeah Um, just depends on where you are like probably what tale gets told exactly so this was more around like the aesthetics of Halloween because it's like very black and orange and now there's other colors, but traditionally black and orange were the Halloween colors um, because orange represented like the harvest, like the food that was being harvested and the leaves changing color. Um, and then the black <laughs> represented the death of summer. Oh, I guess because everything, like when it gets really cold, like yeah. things kind of die. die. And it gets dark all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, and everyone gets depressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, candy apples mm-hmm. are happy. But like candy apples. there's an interesting story to them. So this is a mix between like a Celtic and Roman tradition. Like if, if anyways, so it's 
candy apples were originally just apples in the Roman times to like honor the goddess of the fruit trees, which was Panema, Panena, P- something. <laughs> Sorry, fruit tree goddess. I, I like apples, so <laughs> thank you. Um, but they would make them and like and, and give them to the goddess of fruit trees and they enjoy them and like give thanks and like be super grateful be like oh like thank you goddess of fruit trees like I appreciate the apples and then we just put candy on it to make it sweeter but like the why, reason why we obsess over candy apples is because allegedly at some point apples were very much associated with like the fruit tree goddess and so we were very grateful i really want a candy apple now we've got one in the fridge oh rude i haven't yeah. even seen any of them we there was one at sobeys for like 1.99 and it's been in the fridge for like two weeks now oh no like i don't know if i can eat it uh so this one Okay, this is the last one I have, and I thought it was funny as hell. Funny as heck. No, hell is fine. So, okay, you know about, like, how when you see a ghost, it's, like, the ghost in the bed sheets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, why is that? Like, what? So, it came from an artistic standpoint. In the 19th and 20th century, ghosts were normally depicted just as, like, normal humans. Like, you couldn't really tell which made it very tricky for audience members when watching play or when someone was drawing art of ghosts. So they were just like, mm, put a white bed sheet over its head. There we go. <laughs> the audience will tell the difference. There's no more confusion about who's dead, who's alive, who's scheming. And so, yeah, it all just came down to the art of like trying to make it better for playwrights and entertainment values. Oh, that's hilarious right and I guess it makes sense but like I don't think they do that anymore to identify when someone's dead in a play no that but like we still do sometimes we'll put like white makeup on our face to be like oh we're like dead looking right that's true but But then yeah go ahead no you go ahead it's fine but now with like CGI and stuff, we can make us like see through. But I just thought it was so cool. And I was like, what? Like such a practical response to like a very weird, unique solution. I'm just picturing people standing around in a circle like, man, the audience is having a really hard time telling which one of us is dead. Like, what do we do? And one just frustrated, like artistic dude just like angrily throws a white sheet over. Well, there, now they'll never mistake it happy (laughs) if they followed the storyline but no knowing more about it and like the different um I think has made me more excited yeah about Halloween this year yeah maybe yeah I've I'm not a Halloween party person so to be honest I'm not happy COVID happened but I'm a little bit happy that COVID is like no Halloween parties because then we don't have to be feel obligated to go some to someone's but um there's lots of fun things you can do it especially if you look into like the roots of something there's some like weird traditions that like hey why not bring back yeah 
Don't bring back a candle and a spider. <laughs> also, uh, let's not bring back the the well, hating of women. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Did it? Yeah, really? like, well. <laughs> should have a segment called cynical sunday no but i'm serious though like we're so afraid of like women in general maybe afraid not the right word because maybe a lot of people wouldn't identify that but so concerned about women they're like oh my god like you're 34 and you're not married it's like mm -hmm, shut the fuck up yeah it's true it's and true basically like the same thing as calling a woman a witch yeah in nowadays terms you're you're getting old yes everyone is yeah but when they don't mean you haven't done enough with like, your life they mean you haven't found life's purpose to finding a man specifically because any other options not status quo and pursuing your right your birthright as a female with a reproductive system and fulfilling your duties to procreate ew 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 no, but also like you. if you're like yes I want to do that I, I love that that's that's a goal in my life that's different than other people telling you it so it's like it's not empowering when people are like when are you having kids honey oh yeah I hate that I'm like when are you having when are you gonna stop having kids Honey. Can, could you imagine can we like normalize asking people that when they ask us if when when are you having kids when are you not when are you going to stop having kids but my Karen. my thing is that uh, <laughs> I'm like because I think we <laughs> talked about this a while ago it's like I think kids are probably for me at least one of the least interesting parts of my future plan Ask me about my education. Ask about me about my hobbies. Ask me about how my relationship is doing. Ask me about my mental health, my overall wellness. You know, like there's so many more interesting, interesting things right now in my life than my plan to use my body as like an earthship for a human to live in. I like that explanation. <laughs> but I, I completely agree. And I, I mean, I don't want to have kids, so that doesn't, I don't see, I don't look at my future and see that, but yeah, I think there's so many interesting things about people and about women and there's so much more to someone than just having kids. But I think that comes down to like for a lot of women, unfortunately their whole identity becomes their kids. But I think that also has something to do with the way society makes them feel in that role as a parent. And if you are having, if you have kids with someone who, like a, a man who, like say you're very gender rolled and patriarchal, then it's going to fall, like there's going to be a lot more to fall on you to do as a mother. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're having those expectations put on you. So it's hard to have your own identity and also and this this is just like to equal the playing field because this frustrates me just as much when when men are like yeah like I love being a father like that's a huge part of my identity and they're like oh psh, yeah okay well what about your job what about your money I'm like let men enjoy being fathers too mm -hmm. like it's not just the woman's job to also like have you ever heard someone say 
like refer to their husbands as babysitting their kids like I've, I've never heard it in person but I've heard people like talk about stories of like how that's not right I know people that talk about the like when he babysits the kids and it's no like, you mean parenting looking after the person that you also helped bring yeah. into this world exactly that's not babysitting that's parenting anyway that's not what we're here for but that's not know. i'm anyways women if if you're older and you live alone get yourself a black cat really like live out these yeah witchy fantasies of mine please <laughs> Hit us good up. for gwen do it for me and if you really want to get under people's skin name the black cat lucifer <gasps> or like lou louis or louis or or like star like lucifer morningstar like star okay anyways um this was fun and now we have an equally fun quote to wrap us out with to wrap us up with yes what am i saying right now am i a candy candy bar like wrap me up what am i wrap me up baby (laughs) that sounds like a condom commercial ad Uh, maybe it is (laughs) um okay this is short and sweet and it is from the brilliant stephen king we make up horrors and okay let's start over (laughs) this is from the brilliant stephen king we make up horrors to help us cope with the real ones Mm, that hits deep Mm-hmm. and on that note go watch a scary movie and that will fulfill the quote do it watch silence of the lambs it's an amazing and amazing movie okay gwen says don't i'm too you scared. watch what you want <laughs> how about that all right thanks so much for joining us today yeah it this was fun and stay tuned for our bonus episode our mm-hmm. Halloween spectacular. Yeah. Halloween spectacular with a special guest. Yeah. And as always, we're open to the discussion. So if you have anything that you think might be a fun topic for us to discuss, look at, analyze, talk about, um, we want to know what you guys want to hear and we can incorporate that into our podcast. And if you like these like themed podcasts around like what's going on in the world like maybe we can do some for Christmas and who knows right like you let us know if you want like a little a little what's this what's this called like a little cluster of things all around the same topic and we could do like part one part two of of something fun you let you 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 let us know we'll try to make it happen but we've got some really cool ideas coming up in the future for you definitely all right well we hope you join us next week and our halloween special is coming out on halloween so it'll be an extra one so Mm -hmm. make sure you tune into that follow us on instagram send us a message to our gmail and we'll see you next week Yeah, have a safe and spooky week. Bye. Bye.